Hello everyone, welcome back to the Life Term Booking Podcast. I am your esteemed host, Stephen Hook, and together we are looking through the exciting flippy-dippy career of one war Geordie known as Pac. Uh, we've already started his career, well, we've already looked at the start of his career back in 2004 in part one, all the way up to 2007, no, 2006, I will get my years right, and in part two, which we just finished up, uh, we also looked at 2007 and 2008, so... By this point in time, Pac is an esteemed name in Dragon Gate. Um, he's picked up, or he's uh, become part of the stable known as Typhoon, which up until about uh, th three weeks before the start of 2009, Typhoon split up in a uh, three-way nine-man tag team eliminator with Pac not there. The stable broke up. When he wasn't about, so he's gone back to Japan. Like, hey lads, what the fuck is going on? Um, so yeah, that's where we left Pac, um, Pac in 2009. He had held the Dub X Dub World Lightweight Championship uh, at the start of the year. He relinquished it in June because he just couldn't make appearances that much in Europe at the time. He made his debut with um, New Wrestling Evolution based in Italy, which is uh, worthwhile because it gave birth to the the iconic character known as Jungle Pack. And yeah, we move into 2009 where he continues his work with NWE and with Dragon Gate. He becomes a staple or like the the guy that Dragon Gate want to use to promote their new project, Dragon Gate UK, the much maligned sibling of Dragon Gate USA. Um, and he's also exploring his career post-Typhoon. Like I said, Typhoon split up at the start of December when he was back in the UK and yeah it's just seeing how what, what Pac does next um, elsewhere he returns to the FWA first time he has done in 2006 and he becomes a prominent fixture at the American Wrestling Rampage promotion which is based in Dublin no idea why they've attached the attached the American uh, moniker to their promotion name my guess would be is that they just brought in a lot of Americans and a lot of like ex WWE guys, likes of Chris Masters, Tess, the Sandman, Scotty Duhardi, Tatanka, Sabu, and Marty Janetti. Sure, if you you call yourself what you want to call yourself, um, there's 119 matches overall for 2009. Uh, in 2009, four pack, and uh, let's start where we should always start, and that's the start of the year in. January and it kicks off immediately with a tour of France with the Fighting Spirit Federation. We've been there a few times already. Um, we won't go there anymore because this is the swan song for FSF. They would close their doors following this tour and they um, likewise called this the Tour de la Réunion which I did shit but I still passed GCSE French. Doesn't that mean tour the tour the togetherness or tour the reunion? I mean, Re reunion is like giving it to me, but for a tour about unity and we're all coming back together, you're all fucking off. And if I remember right, this series of shows had like the same eight people doing the same kind of matches the entire way through, and I think it was like a week, two week long tour. Um, but what do I know? There's two matches of significance. Uh, in the tour that Pac was part of. The first one is he teamed up with Matt Vaughan to defeat Lance Hoyt and LT Summers. Lance Hoyt, of course, uh, would grow up to become 
Lance Archer in AE dubbed. By this point, he had already... Oh, 2009. Had he already been... Was it Vance Archer or Vance Hoyt or whatever it was in WWE dub? He'd already been Dallas in TNA, which is a fucking throwback for y'all. He teamed up with Kid Cash. And I remember he was in a... He was TNA Tag Team Champion with Kid Cash. And uh, this is about 2002, 2003. Um, and he's just like the big, meaty, bulk man who's basically diesel to Kid Cash's uh, Shawn Michaels. And... The stipulations at the time, well, the rules at the time for TNA was championships could change hand, change hand over DQ and a count out. So it was Kid Cash and Dallas, um, our boy Lance Archer, taking on, I believe it was Apollo and Sonny Siaki. And Dallas forgot, admittedly, it is like built into, built into like wrestling law that you will not lose your title on disqualification, but. I feel like if you go to a company where they expressly say, look, this is the opposite here, you can lose it based on this, you would take notice of that. Um, but he apparently didn't. And it meant that he purposely got himself disqualified somehow. I think he kicked one of them in the dick. Um, or he hit one of them with a chair. I think he hit one of them with a chair, actually. That sounds more... That rings true in my brain. Um, in my very smooth brain. And yeah, he's celebrating in the ring. It's like, ha-ha, I'm so smart. I got myself disqualified to save my championship, at which point Kid Cash runs in. It's like, you giant lumbering doofus, what have you done? And then Sonny Siaki and Apollo um, go up the ramp holding the TNA Tag Team Championships, or the NWA Tag Team Championships. And that was Dallas in TNA. And then he became um, part of the Rock and Rave, um, Rock and Rave Connection, I think, with Jimmy Rave. It was Lance Rock, and he had Christy Hemi. Um, following them around. It was a weird time for Lance Hoyt. Okay, he was really not sure what he wanted to do. Um, he had a weird spell in, EC, uh, in T WWE EC dub. <clears throat> and now, these days, he's doing pretty darn well for himself. He's And his time in New Japan as well went really well, where they just established him as a giant motherfucker who'd like to kill people. And they've carried, kind of carried that on into AE dub. So, it all works out. In the end. So that's the first match of note. Uh, the second one, slightly lesser. Because I just don't know too much about this um, competitor in particular. But Pac teamed up with Madman Manson and Andy Boy Simmons. Who, um, as well as Sarah Jones, excuse me, to defeat Becky Bayliss, Franco D'Angelo, LT Summers and Matt Cross. Matt Cross has been popping up a hundred times already. Uh, was it Mad Doc 20 and... M cross 30, something like that. He's had a lot of weird names. He's Son of Havoc in Lucha Underground. Um, but Becky Bayless was a, or would be a TNA personality called Cookie. She wrestled a few times for the promotion, uh, as well as Pro Wrestling Eve, if memory serves. Um, but I think she had a few injury scares, and though she got transitioned into a um, backstage interviewer role, I think she did a bit of valet stuff as well, a bit of ring announcing, and then she was like, "No, I want, I want to be a proper kicky punch, a uh, kicky punching person." Fucking hell. So she asked for a release, and then she went back to the indies, and I think she's since retired, but I'm not quite sure. Um, but yeah, early iterations of Lance Archer and Cookie all bowing out in France in 2009. Wouldn't you just know it?
after the Zoldan pack returns to Japan, initially for Dragon Gate, it's the first time he's been there since October, um, and it's the first time he's been to Dragon Gate in Japan since the dissolution of Typhoon back in December. Uh, he's initially, well, immediately, and initially, fuck now, uh, linked up with a brand new stable called World One. Um, in his first interactions with the new stable, he teams up with uh, Masato, Yoshino, and Naruki Doi, two like prominent lead bearers of the stable. And they are in a losing effort, because of course they are, to Kamikaze. Uh, Akira Tozawa, Dragon Kid, and Taku Iwasa. Um, he was inducted into the faction on the 13th of January. And it means now that he's up against Dragon Kid, um, even in his matches against Dragon Kid. Um, his fo former Typhoon Brethren, and I believe, do a little scrolly scroll, was in the match that lost him, or that broke up Typhoon, so storytelling, kind of. In between the um, tour that Pack is doing with Dragon Gate at that time, which was the Primal Gate tour, Pack takes a moment out for the Hayabu yeah, I'll try again. Hayabusa produce Fiesta della Hayabusa Phoenix. Um, it's, a, it's a wordy one. But it is a celebration of um, former FMW star Hayabusa, who is credited to being one of like the the premier stars of front end martial arts wrestling. A very uh, strong style, hardcore, very hardcore focused um, perform uh, promotion. Sorry, uh, the whole thing with John Moxley. And Kenny Omega in AEW at the moment with the Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch. Uh, that would have happened by the time this comes out. But all that was around and that um, older guy, older Japanese guy who was in the promo. That's um, Atsushi Onita. He was the... I don't think he... Did he own it? He was. I know he was a premier champion then. Or like the premier star in it. Um, Hayabusa was as well. He was kind of like... He had a lot uh, From the brief clips I've seen, he was like the much more athletic lucha libre kind of guy he there was an accent in the ring which meant he was paralyzed and he like instantly ended his career he almost um, died of it and since his ring ring career was over he had a lot of backstage roles and eventually slotted into a backstage role in dragon gate at this point and so dragon gate as well as fmw alumni are coming together to have a celebration of his as it's like a show that he's put together and the card featured a lot of um, FMW alumni as well as WEW which is a uh, I guess like a Phoenix company came out of FMW as well as Apache Pro Wrestling Army which I think did the same thing and Pro Wrestling Freedoms which is sort of like the spir spiritual successor still going strong today just a lot of deathmatchy kind of stuff I watched oh what's his name is it Jun Asai I think his name is doesn't sound right for some reason but um, I watched a uh, a thousand light tubes match from Freedoms. It's exactly what you expect. Um, you kind of wonder how they clear the everywhere up in between matches, but knowing knowing those sort of promotions that are, it's the glass are left over in the ring from two matches ago. Um, still got a little bit of flesh on it. Look at that. Uh, yeah, it, deathmatch wrestling is a niche. It's not for everyone. Obvs. Uh, but then lucha libre isn't for everyone, and Japanese strong style isn't for everyone. Fucking hell. 
Um, so it's you know personal preference. It's I haven't really explored much about much further than that because the quality of wrestling in itself is quite middling to be honest for me at least. Some of the superstars on the show are Mamoth Suzaki, uh, Hitikatsu Oya, Masato Tanaka, who we also know from ECW, uh, Noah and Zero One, uh, Tetsuhiro Kuroda, yep, uh, and then modern Dragon Gate stars Akira Tozawa and Shingo Takagi. Takagi at this point, the recently dethroned Open the Dreamgate champion. Uh, part of the gimmick for the main event of the show was almost like different embodiments of Hayabusa. You had Hayabusa Kid, who was Dragon Kid, uh, H, simply H, uh, not the guy from Steps, this was BB Hulk, and you had Dark Side Hayabusa, who was Pack. Um, so a nice little nod to, or like, what's the one I'm trying to think of? Homage, I guess, to the different styles of Hayabusa, or different character traits of Hayabusa. Um, this trio, Hayabusa Kid, H, and Darkseid Hayabusa, defeated Mazada, Nosawa Rongai, 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 and Toriyu um, in the main event in a big six-man tag. It was just a feel-good event for Hayabusa. The next night after this, uh, Pack is involved in a one-night-only Dragon Gate tournament. Uh, it is the Battle of Tokyo tournament, and he is out in the first round to Shinjitsu Nohashi, whom I don't really feel like he's popped up all that much in in Mii search. So, you know, flash in the pan kind of guy. Uh, at least this. He. It's one of the rare times where someone who defeats Pack in a tournament doesn't go on to win the whole thing. Nohashi go went out in the semi-finals, and I didn't bother to look up who would win in the finals. And with my super secret knowledge, it would have been Kagatora who defeated Akira Tozawa in the final. Um, there you go. Use that knowledge as and when you like. Following that, Pat continues with the Primal Gate Tour in a six-man tag team effort, teaming up with BB Hook and Masato Yoshino of World One uh, to defeat Jorge Rivera, Ryo Saito, and Susumu Yokozuka. Saito and Yokozuka, um, two former members of Typhoon. In fact, those are uh, those. Those were the fellas alongside uh, Dragon Gid who were in that fateful uh, tag team eliminator thingy that disbanded Typhoon. So more storytelling. Um, and then we move on to February. Uh, just a very standardized February, I guess you could say. Just lots of um, Dragon Gate matches. Um, a lot of like tag team throw arounds. The, the, the kind of thing you expect from Dragon Gate at this point. Uh, he finished up the Primagate tour. He did a few shows with NEX Sanctuary. And then he kickstarted the Truthgate tour. With the NEX shows, he teamed up with McKZ in a in bunch of wins against Akira Dazara and Super Shenlong. And she's a boy and Super Shenlong. It's f- fucking bitch of a sentence. I wish I went first. And for the Truthgate tour, uh, he picked up multiple wins against the stable Kamikaze. And as well as various combinations of shoot the Super Shisa, Shisa Boy, and Super Shenlong, um, as part of a weird Venn diagram between the three of them, because I don't think they're official tag team, but they just keep getting put together, sort of thing. Um, and it also meant that he got a bunch of losses against Real Hazard, 
uh, going 0-3 with the stable as well. And March was a bit more of the same. Finished up the Truthgate Tour, finally, with a win over uh, Real Hazard. He teamed up with Masato Yoshino and BB Hulk to defeat Kagatora, Kenichiro, Arai, and Yasushi Kanda. I uh, picked up a few more wins on NEX against the likes of Super Shisa, um, Akira Dazawa, and Super Shen Long. Uh, this was when he was teaming up with Shisa Boy, so I'm not quite sure what's going on with Shisa and Super. I'm not quite sure how Dragon Gate do storytelling at this point. Um, when you're reading it on paper, it seems quite fluid about what they do, as opposed to like tag team or stable versus stable. So NEX, I think, is literally just a um, throw them all out, see what happens kind of affair. So you have to bear with me, unless you want to correct me. I guess do that as well if you want. Following those NEX events, it returned to the Glorious Gate Tour. Um, a few more wins against Kamikaze as well. A little bit unsteady against this new stable called Warriors 5. Um, Warriors 5 consists of Shima, uh, Gamma, Kagatora, Susumu, Yokosuka, and then eventually Ryoma. Um, yeah, just a big, burly new stable fronted by Shima. Um, picking off likes of Kagatora and Yok um, Susumu Yokosuka from Real Hazard. Yes, Real Hazard. I'm committed to that. And... Despite all those wins against the Kamikaze Stable, the one-time pack finally decides to lose to the Kamikaze Stable alongside World 1. It's just in time for a title shot for the Open the Trial and Gate Championships at the Gate of Anniversary pay-per-view. Um, pack teamed up with Naoki, Naoki Tanazaki and BB Hulk um, in a losing effort to Kamikaze members Dragon Kid Shingo Takagi, the traitorous bastard. Uh, and Taku Iwasa, who are the current reigning champions in the match, also featured Real Hazard members Kenichiro Arai. Um, I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yamato and Yasushi Kanda. We move then into April, and it's a return to the UK once more for a much more relaxed schedule. And by that, I mean less matches, and we still don't fucking win. Pack loss to Darkseid, future ICW champion Darkseid, in the 3CW 5th anniversary show. He teamed with the Tango Man, fucking hell, uh, for IPWUK Iron Fist in a losing effort to the Thrillers, Mark Haskins and Ricky Hype. Of course, Mark Haskins, a um, bit more known these days. He's been a prominent member of OTT, IPWUK, TNT, Progress, Defiant, and he currently roams the lands in Ring of Honor. Um, and at this point, I feel like I might mix things up. When I was looking this up and I was like trying to figure out, oh, the thrillers, what are they like? At this point, the thrillers, which is the fucking clusterfuck of a stable of Haskins, Hype, Joel Redman, he's going to be important soon, and Doug Basham. Yep. Um, they had the Freebird rule. I don't even think they're the Freebird rule. I think Haskins and Hype won the titles anyways. They were the IPWK Tag Team Champions. This is an IPWK sure. This is an IPWK UK show. I can't say show. What the fuck? IPWK show. Fucking hell. Um, why why aren't those tag team titles online? They would have lost. But you can still give Pack and the Tango Man, the legendary Tango Man, a shot at those IPWK tag team championships. More conspiracies against our boy Pack. 
Pack finally did get a championship opportunity, challenging for the IWF Northeast Championship, um, an IWF event five on five war. Uh, Pack unsuccessful in his attempt, challenging Lewis Beardsley, and he would once again face his old foe Matt Cross at IPWK the War to settle the score. Um, Pack lost again. Like I said, not very successful in his return back home to Blighty. We're into May and we're back being a busy boy once again. 16 matches altogether um, and a few title shots in there as well. But we will start with 4FW, uh, Forefront Wrestling, that is, to you and I, um, at their event in Swindon. Gotta love Swindon. Uh, Pack was in a triple threat match in a losing effort to John Walters in a match that also featured a competitor called The Saint. Don't know much about The Saint, but we should know a little bit more about John Walters. He's a former Ring of Honor Pure Champion. Um, and as I was writing this up and doing my research to find out if he was someone of note, um, he's recently returned to the world of pro wrestling. He's an active performer again back in Ring of Honor. Um, and that's quite recent. That was back in November last year. So lovely to see a, a budding return back to the ring. And I think he's quite involved as well. He's at mid-card already, so fair fucks to him. On the third for IPW UK, uh, the Sitting Bourne Spectacular, as fucking wonderful as that name is, um, had a, 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 it had reason to have a name like that. It was a fairly stacked card. You had uh, Mark Scarrell and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Joel Rudman and Mark Haskins. Uh, you had uh, Martin Stone versus Terry Fraser. You even had the likes of Dave Morales, definitely not Mastiff, and Shaw Samuels. Um, but to have Brian Danielson versus Pack in the middle of Sittingbourne, where the fuck Sittingbourne is, um, pretty fucking dope. And Pack was way more matured and a much more um, proficient grappler since their first meeting all the way back in 2007 for Ring of Honor, Caged Rage. Um, Sitting Born Spectacular, much better name than Cage Rage. Um, at this point, people were saying, um, or I saw one, at least one person say, this was the Beck technical wrestler in the world at the time versus the best high flying wrestler in the world. So that was pretty neat. Pack would make his long awaited debut for AEW at this time as well. You might be thinking, AEW? Uh, 14? No, what can hell? I can't do math. 10 years, 10 years in the past. I fucking forgot what year I was in. 10 years in the past, AEW. Well, it's the Spanish hipster version of AEW, the Asociación Española de Wrestling. I am so sorry to anyone who actually speaks Spanish and had to hear me butcher that. Uh, it was a throwaway triple threat in Barcelona, uh, losing to Super Crazy in a match that also had Matt Cross. Um... But yeah, I just want to throw out the fact that I found another company called AEW. And if they're still going, which they aren't, they lasted for less than a year. God damn it, guys. Um, yeah, that's 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 trivial knowledge for you. Next time someone says AEW stands for All Elite Wrestling, you can say, well, fuck off. It's actually Spanish, dickhead. Ye. After that short foray back in Europe, Pac then returned to Dragon Gate as part of the Dragon Gate tour. And you know what? Pack actually gets off to a pretty decent start, going on an undefeated run of five matches, which, considering a couple months ago we weren't getting anything, I'll take five matches, five wins in a row. Hell yeah. Of those five matches, we can include a World 1 Civil War, 
Uh, Pack teaming up with BB Hulk to defeat fellow World 1 members Naoki uh, Tanazaki and Naruki Doi at Aggressive Gate Part 4. Following on in the tour, Pack would be in a losing effort to Yamato in a match that went 19 minutes with the future, well, a future Dragon Gate ace. Uh, Yamato, whose name was popped up a few times already, but I'm going to single him out now because apparently that's how I wrote this out. Uh, Yamato is a future four-time Open the Dream Gate champion, which is a joint record. And a, a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a tag team specialist holding the belt for a record ten times. The Dragon Gate opened the dream. Nope, open the Twin Gate uh, Championships. I can't believe I got that wrong for a second time. I just looked it up. And following that, Pack would team up with Masato Yoshino and BB Hulk to unsuccessfully challenge for the Open the Triangle Gate uh, Championships and losing effort to Warriors Five member because those damn dirty new heel bastards have got the belts already. Uh, Shima, Gamma, and Kagatora. Pack would continue on with May, uh, trading victories with Real Hazard before finally getting a win over Warriors 5 towards the end of the month. Not for the titles, but more just for pride as BB Hulk and Tanazaki teamed up with Pack to defeat Shima, Kagatora, and Yokosuka. Moving into June, and Pack would take part in the early stages of the Gate of Maximum Tour, uh, teaming up with World 1 to defeat members of Real Hazard as per before finally getting his hands back on some championship gold, uh, the Open the Triangle Gate Championships, finally besting uh, Warriors 5 members Shima, Gamma, and Kagatora. Pack would team up with BB Hulk, Masato Yoshino, on night three of the tour. And yeah, we have our... It's not quite the elite golden pack, but we have a golden pack back. Pack would hold the Charles into a pretty quiet July, to be honest. Um... He would appear for a couple of shows for the Rainbow Gate Tour, NEX Sanctuary Shows, um, and the Kobe Pro Wrestling Festival. He had his first defense of the Open the Triangle Gate Championship, uh, successfully defending against Kamikaze members Akira Tozawa, Dragon Kid, and Taku Iwasa at the Kobe Festival before moving into August. And this is where he makes his first appearance for Frontier Wrestling Alliance, that's FWA to you and I. Um, since July 2006 and it would be his final appearance ever for the promotion because he's a big boy now he doesn't need to rest on the laurels of a small UK company that might have gone under I think by now and was ran by someone who apparently was not very nice in his final appearance for the promotion uh, he would go to a double count out draw with Leroy Kincaid in the FWA World Heavyweight Championship Tournament Qualifier um meaning he didn't get to go in a tournament to maybe become number one contender. So I think out of anything, he's, he's doing all right. It's pretty good that he didn't carry on, to be honest. After that fleeting return back in Blighty, uh, Pack returned to Dragon Gate for the Summer Adventure Tag League 3. I don't know why I struggled with that. Summer Adventure Tag League 3 tour. Um, interspersed were some singles matches against uh, Kotaka Shiba and Taku Iwasa and the standard sort of... Um, stable versus stable stuff against Warriors 5 and Real Hazard. Obviously being a trios champion, apparently he wouldn't get invited to actually take part in the fucking tournament for well, fucking league. Um he's just gotta fill out the rest, I guess, which is some bullshit. Pack would make a successful defense of his open the triangle championship on night nine, um as Hulk Yoshino and Pack defeated Akibono, Don Fuji E and Masaki Mochizuki before a short losing streak losing to the likes of Real Hazard twice and then Kamikaze. September would carry on August losing streak uh, into the Stormgate Tour as Pack alongside World Woman lose to Warriors 5. 
Pack would finally get back on the winning run on night three of the tour, defeating Real Hazard members Genki Horiguchi, KZ, Ryo Saito, and Yasushi Kanda. That KZ was the now former World 1 member, McKZ. Uh, he turned on the group back in June because he's a bastard. Pack would then return to France, not to, for the FSF promotion. Uh, remember, that died. Uh, it would be for the NWE tour, uh, the face-to-face -face tour. He'd take part in four matches for the promotion and for the tour. Um, all of them triple threat appearances. He'd pick up two wins in matches against uh, Jody Fleisch and Supernova. The same result every time. And then two triple threat losses to Juventud Guerrera and Supernova. Again, not the cool one from EC Dub. If nothing else, we got to see the Jungle Pack character again. Um, I am looking forward to the day where some smarky AEW writer realizes that there was a jungle pack and jungle pack joins the jungle express you can you imagine it luchasaurus marco stunt jungle boy jungle pack riding off into the sunset not as a champion stick with death triangle mate october and pack finishes up with the nwe tour in malta with a win over supernova before returning back to Dragon Gate for the Gate of Victory Tour, getting wins over the Kamikaze Stable. After which point, he was invited to the World One Presents The World Is One show. Um, I couldn't find out too much about this. I think it was a stable-run thing. Um, they were just given the powers to run a show and put their label on it. Um, the only other thing I can find is there is an American promotion called World One with the with some attachment to Zero One based in Japan. So it's either that or it's all to do with the stable. Like I said, I wasn't 100% sure. Um, in the show though, Pack teamed up with Kotaka Shiba in a losing effort to Naoki Tanazaki and Bear Fukuda. That's why I think it's probably not canon because of the whole Tanazaki, Fukuda, he's, Pack isn't teaming up with World One stuff. Or is he? Because at some point during the show, uh, although Pack lost, Kotaku, no, not Kotaku, that's something completely different. Kotoka, Shiba, I'm just going to call Shiba, uh, his tag team partner for the night joined the World One stable. And I don't recall seeing his name ever again, so worthwhile investment. The following day, back on the Gate of Victory Tour, World One would lose their Open the Triangle Gate Championships in a standard tag team match against a team they've already faced once time before and beat them so I'm not quite sure where they got the chance but it was Akibono, Don Fujii and Masaki Mochizuki ending their run at 129 days we are no longer a golden pack we are back down to a null pack um, and you just you just hate to see it you really do the rest of the month and the rest of the tour packs training victories with the likes of Real Hazard, Kamikaze, uh, Warriors 5 and then various tag teams involving Yamato and Super Shisa. Yeah, Super Shisa. God damn it. And El Generico and Super Shisa. Again, I really need that boy to go away. At the end of the month, Dragon Gate was actually broke it into Europe for a short spell as part of the Dragon Gate Europe yeah, European Invasion Tour. In a show in Barcelona, Spain, uh, Pac would be involved in a four-way elimination match. Uh, it was won by Sean South. It also featured Mandrill and El Generico. Mandrill is a common face in the Spanish Riot promotion, as well as uh, White, Wolf, White Wolf Wrestling, um, which is synonymous for where A could come from in NXT UK. Uh, there's a great match with WWW between 
Akid and Will Osprey, which is worth seeking out. That happened in 2020? 2020 or 2019. It might have been 2019 because it was a crowd. So yeah, 2019. Um, and Shore South is a European journeyman, also known as Alexander Dean. He's popped up with the likes of ICW, WXW, and Fight Factory. November saw the start of the Dragon Gate UK uh, launch. It was an ill-fated attempt to get into the UK market. For everything that Dragon Gate is, um, it's always like the the fourth rung in the Japanese wrestling ladder underneath New Japan, All Japan, and Noah. But credit to them for trying to break into the UK. I think much much time before. That's not a sentence. Uh, much before New Japan tried, and I don't. I I wouldn't expect All Japan to have tried because they're very very uh, rooted in tradition, and I don't think Noah ever had the clout for being a smaller company but fair fucks to try to launch dragon gate uk um it was never as successful as dragon gate usa i do appreciate the wiki for dragon gate and dragon gate uk saying never officially closed but has not promoted events since 2014 so you know a four and a half year five year run um pack obviously being a uk boy was pretty prominent in the in the launch and in the promotion of it and as part of that, he teamed up with Naruki Doi and BB Hulk in a winning effort against Shima and some tag team called the Young Bucks. Wonder what happened to them. That joke's not old yet. Uh, this all took place in Oxford. What a fucking show that would be for Oxford. While staying over in the UK, Pac would team up with his old chum, uh, Harry Payne, in an IWF show in South Shields. I did not write down what the match was because I'm a fucking idiot. He'd also make his debut for the American Wrestling Rampage promotion based in Dublin. Again, I just think they use that name because they got a lot of US guys in it. Uh, mentioned on the top of the show, they were they, they just had like a business model or it looks like they had a business model of, hey, remember this guy? And, and booked them. Uh, they would bring in the likes of Rhino, Scottish Juharty, Carlito, Charlie Haas, uh, Booker T, La Resistance. You know, the sort of like, with the exception of... Um, Booker, the sort of like mid card from the mid 2000s, um, by which point obviously all of them have been released by WWE. Pack would then link up with AWR for their European Invasion tour, um, as part of which Pack would repeatedly challenge for the AWR No Limits Championship. This included a triple threat match with one Sean Maxer, who'd be uh, go on to become a future OTT and Zero One favorite called Sean Guinness. Um, he would have a best of three with El Generico, with Pack coming up. Trump's 2-1, to one. and then he would finally pick up the AWR No Limits Championship after multiple attempts, uh, defeating champion Michael Knight uh, in a triple threat match that also featured El Generico. Uh, this taking place in Europe's premier destination for pro wrestling, apparently, Oberhausen, Germany. We're dwindling towards the end of 2009 with December, um, spent the remaining of the AWR European Invasion Tour defending his No Limits Championship against El Generico before finally losing the strap in a triple threat match on night 12 of the tour. Uh, he would drop the title to Duncan Disorderly, uh, which is just a great name. I feel like, has he come up before already? I think he has. I've had a couple of days in between recording parts. It's just a silly name, isn't it? It was a triple threat match that also featured El Generico. El Generico just really wants to have the AWR No Limits Championship for some reason. Uh, this all take place in France, in Toulouse. Lovely Toulouse. I've never been, I have no idea. 
Pac would finally put aside his differences with El Generico for one night and one night only, um, ish. On the final night of the tour, Pac and El Generico would team up to defeat Duncan Disorderly, the new AWR No Limits champion, and Sean Maxer, whom we talked about a little bit early on. Full circle, in it. And that would do it for December and for 2009. Before we go into 2010, let's have a brief recap. 119 matches overall for Pac in the year 2009 with a 51.3% win rate. Uh, 61 wins, 57 losses, and a singular draw. Uh, if memory serves, that was the tournament qualified to become number one contender for FWA. So, again, you're not even becoming number one contender. You're becoming number one contender to become a, pod, a potential number one contender. So, what's that, like, number nine, if it was an eight-man tournament? Something like that. I don't know. I've got a headache. Pack would become a trusted name for Dragon Gate. Um, obviously, popping up in every single tour that they can think of, and then some. Uh, he would also participate in the Dragon Gate UK launch, as well as uh, the Hayabusa produced show where he got to be Dark Side Hayabusa. There's a great image floating around of the three quasi Hayabusas alongside the actual Hayabusa as well, uh, which is a really cool image. Definitely worth to seek out for. He ends the champ. He ends the year as nothing. Uh, he is back to being a, a null pack. He has no championships. He did reign as the Dragon Gate Open Dragon Gate champion for 129 days as part of World 1. And as we just had at the end of the year, he held the AWR No Limits Championship for nine days. Um, we just can't have Pack being the golden boy that we had before. But it will get there. We will we will get back. We will get back to that pack one day. The question is, would it be 2010? Which is where we are now. Uh, spent the majority of the year wrestling for Dragon Gate. Out of 132 matches, 113 of them were with Dragon Gate. Um, so, better get ready for a lot of uh, kamikaze talk. A lot of World 1, Real Hazard, um, Mukasey, uh Akira Tozawa, Shingo Takagi. All that stuff. You're going to hear me talk. A lot of Japanese, so hold on. Um, yeah, 113 matches out of 132. That's 85.6% of his matches for the entire year, all with one promotion out in Japan. So you wonder what it's like to book someone properly. <laughs> of the 19 or so matches that Pac would have outside of Dragon Gate, he'd still find time to make his debut for Tigers Pro Wrestling. Dragon Gate USA, the Union of European Wrestling Alliances, and Complete Revolutionary Wrestling. I cannot think of any more indie-sounding promotions if I fucking tried. Under 32 matches then, let's begin, as we always should, with January, and he didn't wrestle. Like, at all. There is not a single match in January 2010 for our boy pack. Um, I did a bit of digging. I can't find anything to say uh, he had an injury or if there was anything going on outside the world of wrestling. Um, he just might have taken January off just to, just to chill out. Just to chill out. We all need to every now and again, don't we? Um, so yeah, nothing happened in January. We'll move into February. And he returned to Japan for the first time in three months for the Truthgate Tour. He challenged for the Open the Bravegate Championship, the promotion's secondary title. Um, in a losing effort to Kay Ness on night two of the tour. Uh, he would then go on to have a lot of losses in February with World 1. 
again, usual affair, Warriors 5, Kamikaze, and then the tag team of Don Fuji-E and Masaki Mochizuki. Two-thirds of the team that dethroned Pac as Dragon Gate, open the Dragon Gate champion back in, I want to say November? I would be wrong. It was in October. Fuck me. As we head into March, new tour, new gate, new pack win streak, right? No. Uh, as part of Glorious Gate, Pack would not pick up a win until night eight in an Odo-style elimination match uh, with World 1, BB Hulk, Masato Yoshino, and Naruki Doi defeating Kamikaze members Akira Tozawa, Kagatora, Shingo Takagi, and Yamato. Odo-style elimination matches, I, the, the way I've found it, uh, it's four on four, sometimes five on five elimination match. Participants will enter at 90 second intervals and will be decided within the team members themselves instead of as a random draw. Um, I kind of get the feeling it's a bit like a cageless war games match with eliminations happening at any time. So in essence, it's nothing like a war games match apart from the fact that they come in one at a time like a war games match. So I hope that clears up everything. Pat couldn't register a win for the rest of the Glorious Gate Tour, losing to Kamikaze, Warriors, Kaneska. Kanesuka? We'll go with Kanesuka. Um, Juventud Guerrera, because he popped up for some reason. Dragon Kid, Gamma, and Masaki Mochizuki. His only other win for the month would pop up on Compilation Gate on the 22nd. Teaming up with World 1 partner Naoki Tanazaki, as well as Makoto Hashi, to defeat Kamikaze members Akira Dozawa and Kekatora, as they teamed up with Mark Haskins. We'd be going back to the UK for April um, a couple of IPW UK matches against Johnny Storm and Mark Haskins again. On the 8th, he would make his debut for Complete Revolutionary Wrestling, CRW. It would be in a triple threat match, because apparently that's how Pac always makes a debut, I think. Picking up a win against Caden and Martin Kirby in CRW, More Peth Mayhem 3, which is... I love it when indie promotions put name of the city in the thing, because it's just ridiculous, because it's not like... A major city like Manchester, Liverpool, London. It's Morpeth, Sittingborough. We had like the Hull debut a few years back. Hull's a little bit bigger than Sittingborough and Morpeth, but come on. Towards the end of the month, Pack would return to Three Count Wrestling for their sixth anniversary show in Billingham uh, in a losing effort to Leon Thompson. Uh, Thompson would go on to become a mainstay with Insane Championship Wrestling up in Scotland and Premier British Wrestling, which is somewhere in the UK. Uh, oh, yeah, I have no idea what that pace. But he would become a, a prominent fixture in those two promotions. Going into May, Impact would make his one and only appearance under the Union of European Wrestling Alliance's banner. Um, so it's a wordy, it's a wordy promotion title, I won't lie. Pack would team up with El Ligero in a losing effort to Project Ego, the tag team comprised of Chris Travis and Martin Kirby. At PPW Breaking Limits 5 in Largs, Scotland. Uh, it was a co-branded show between PBW and UEWA. I, I don't understand. I didn't look into the politics of it too much. Uh, Chris Travis is a, a familiar face uh, and an unfortunate one at that. Um, he was a tag team champion with Martin Kirby in the likes of IPW UK, 1PW, 3Count uh, three Wrestling, Ref Pro, and become the well, become a Preston Championship Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion uh, before his untimely death in 2016, which I remember really, really shaking up the scene back in the day. Um, so yeah, bit of a sad one. 
but at least we got to at the very very least we got to enjoy a fantastic performer in the brit wrestling scene pack would then go on to make his dragon gate usa debut still fucking losing to kamikaze jesus fucking christ pack on the other side of it he was at least able to defeat uh shikara member shikara sekigun uh mike quackenbush and jigsaw before returning back to Japan, able to get a few more wins together against the likes of Warriors, Kamikaze, and Super Shisa. June commenced with a brand new tour for Dragon Gate, the Gate of Maximum. Uh, more losses to start the month because, of course, the likes of Shingo Takagi and losing three times to Warriors. Goddamn, dude. Finally getting a good run of wins against the likes of Kamikaze, Jackson, Florida, that's his name, and Ryo Saito. I would finally reclaim the Open the Dragon Gate Championships on night eight of the Gate of Maximum tour, teaming up with Naoki Tanazaki and Naroki Doi to defeat Warriors members Shima, Gamma, and Genki Horiguchi. He'd lose the fucking championship in four days. In a like-for-like -like rematch against Warriors. <sighs> July would thankfully be short for Pax Wrestling Calendar, and briefly taking part in the Rainbow Gate Tour, um, the most notable match of which was a Captain's Fall match as Pac teamed up with Naoki Tanazaki, BB Hulk, and Captain Masashi Yoshino to defeat Kamikaze, Cyber Kong, Kagatora, Shingo Takagi, and Captain Yamato. Uh, Captain's four match is basically eliminate all the other team members before finally going, however, on one with the team captain. Uh, interesting promise. Premise? Premise. Would be cool if they tried something like that at Survivor Series. I guess. We return to being busy for the busy old month of busy old August. 19 matches in total. Bloody hell. Pack were challenged for the IPWK Tag Team Championships alongside Mark Haskins in a losing effort to the reigning champions, the leaders of the new school, Marty Scarrell and Zack Sabre Jr. It's annoyingly good talent between us two, but what a fucking shit name, goddamn. Uh, this was for the IPWK six-year anniversary show in Sittingbourne. Gotta love Oh, it's in Kent. Oh, why didn't I write that down last time? Pack will then participate in the Summer Adventure Tag League 4 Tour, finally getting invited to that. Um, he will enter the tournament with Mark Haskins. Uh, mentioned it before, basically the Summer Adventure Tag League thing um, is Dragon Gate's equivalent of the New Japan World Tag League. Uh, the only points Haskins and Pack would register would be against Kamikaze on Night 4, um, which is a bit sad, but... It's okay. World 1 stablemates Masato Yoshino and Noku Doi, um, who are his Triangle Gate Championship partners. Nope. Yeah. 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 Nice. And they would win the whole fucking thing. Um, oh, they were his Tag Team Champions. I forgot he listened to four days. That's sad. Whatever, though. His, his stablemates, um, Yoshino and Doi, would win the whole thing, uh, defeating Ryo Saito and Genki Horiguchi of Warriors in the finals. So at least... World 1 were getting a big old dub. The dub would continue for World 1 as Pac would team up with Naruki Doi and not quite a member yet. Um, Mark Haskins in a win against Stalker Ishikawa, Super Shisa and Takuya Tomokomai. 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 We'll go with that last one. Uh, the only reason I bring this particular match up is because Takuya Tomo. Tomokomai, why am I struggling? Tomokomai um, is a young T-Hawk uh, who made lots and lots and lots of um, waves in outside the main three 
Japanese wrestling scene. Um, he was heralded as the future of Dragon Gate. Um, he would go on to hold the Open the Twin Gate Championships six times. Before departing with Shima to Oriental Wrestling Entertainment out in China. And from there he also makes appearances nowadays for DDT, Russell One and Big Japan Wrestling. He was also, was he in that AEW match? It was him, Shima and L. Lindemann, I think. In the first AEW um, pay-per-view. Um, yeah, I remember that. Well, from reading up on this, this was a when he eventually leaves. And we'll get to I, I, Yeah, we are actually will get to that later. It was it caused a bit of a stir, a bit of a coup. Um, but that's for later. This is now. Don't know why I said it like that. Pac would then participate in a one-night tournament to crown a brand new Open the Brave Gate champion. Following the title of vacation... During the Summer Adventure Tag League 4 Tour Date 8. When Masato Yoshino, the reigning champion Masato Yoshino, defeated Tiger's Mask. Um, Yeah, no point being a double champion. (laughs) Who wants to be a double champion in Japan? Uh, Koto Ibushi, you make me sad. Title was vacated. Uh, Tournament described a new champion. The final was Pack of World 1 against his World 1 Brethren. Uh, Susumu Yokosuka and you know what Pack only went and bloody won the thing Pack is our brand new Open the Brave Gate champion uh, going through a vicious one night only tournament to become the brand new champ 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 okay he's not that many champions but he is a golden champ again he's a golden pack again um, which is pretty lovely and get used to the idea of him with the Open the Brave Gate championship because he's going to be having it for a wee while yet. He even has it in September. Um, he continues his winning streak on the Stormgate Tour. Just picking up wins everywhere, quite frankly. Uh, with World 1, he's beating uh, Warriors and Kamikaze. And in singles matches, he's defeating Don Fuji-E, Mark Haskins and Super Shisa. Uh, he then goes back to Blighty and picks up even more wins. Uh, in a co-promoted show with... Uh, Dragon Gate UK, picking up multiple wins against various members of Warriors. And then in a co-promoter tour with Dub X Dub, he defeats BB Hulk. He would then go on to make his final appearance with the IWF in a three-way match. He would lose, but all good wrestling uh, winning streaks must come to an end. Pac would lose in a triple threat match, uh, won by Robbie Ryder in a match that also featured Lewis Beardsley in the IWF 10th anniversary show in Long Benton. Pac would then make his debut for the French promotion Tigers Pro Wrestling. Uh, he'd make a couple of appearances for the company, as well as being the only appearances he'd ever make for the company. Of those matches he had with um, TPW, he would defeat Tristan Archer, a future staple of European promotions. He's made appearances with Dub X Dub, um, APC, ICWA, and he made an appearance in the Cruiserweight Classic, no less, under the name Clément Petiot. Let's stumble into October then, and Pac would make his one and only appearance for German Wrestling Promotion. That's the promotion's name. A little bit simpler than what we've had already. I, in term, if, if if my choices are that, or the... Uh, the UEWA, was it? European... No. Union of European Wrestling Association. I would like... Something in the middle, something creative and flamboyant and pops, but something just more than just German wrestling promotion. 
if if I can be picky, it's all I ask. Full GWP pack would defeat Jody Fleisch in this one of his own appearance before heading back to Dragon Gate for the Gate of Victory pay-per-view, during which it would be the first time Pack would face Naruki Doi following Doi's betrayal of World 1 on the 13th of October, two days before this pay-per-view happened because he is a bastard man. Naruki Doi would team up with Naoki Tanazaki to defeat BB Hulk and Pack of World 1 um, because there is no justice in this world. Pack would then go on to successfully defend his Open the Breakgate Championship against Kay Ness and then several wins with World 1 saw the month off. In November, Pack made his return to AWR as part of the Twisted Steel Tour. A couple of matches to take a look at on one night of the tour. Pack would lose to Kai, uh, K-A-I. I don't know if it's meant to be K Kai. I'm going to go just stick with Kai for now. Um, Kai is a future frequenter of All Japan, uh, Russell 1 and Dragon Gate. He, is a, he would be a three-time Russell 1 champion and a two-time Open to Twin Gate champion. Um, Pack would challenge for the AWI no limits, no limits Championship once again in a losing effort to then-champion Davari. Like I said, AWR just likes having big, well, former um, WWE mid-carders just, just, uh, just, uh, just to see what happens. And Davari got a championship win from it, so we can't be too upset. Pack would then return to Dragon Gate once again to defend his Open the Brave Gate Championship against Dragon Kid of Warriors. This was at the Gate of Destiny pay-per-view. He was successful because Pack is great. Pack would then finish up his bookings for the Crown Gate Tour with a win over Kakatora to head into December for the Anthony W. Mori retirement show. Um, Anthony W. Mori was a former stablemate of Pack in Typhoon. Uh, from what I remember, he just like piling injuries basically. Um, it happens in this wrestling world. He did take up a position uh, in Dragon Gate's backstage as a producer role i believe um so he's still involved with the company but obviously fans aren't going to see him front and center anymore pack pulled double duty as a result of that he picked up a loss against kamigazi to begin the night and then eventually would roll into a 14-man tag team match as he teamed up with world one members bb hulk and masati yoshino alongside kaneska kaneska kinesuka one of them um, KNS and Susumu Yokosuka, Super Shisa and Anthony W. Mori to defeat Warriors members Shima, Dragon Kid, Genki Horiguchi, and Ryo Saito, Don Fuji E, Kenshiro Arai, and Masaki Mochizuki. That is a lot of words, that is a lot of names. Inevitably, though, it's a feel good show for Mori, who is seeing off his career, um, or his in ring career at least. So, just makes sense for him to win. It's quite nice that Pac was on the winning side because, you know, they were Typhoon Bros. Yeah. Yeah. After the retirement show, Pac would close up the year with the Fantastic Gate Tour on date one of the show. Uh, Kaneska. Kaneska. Kanesuka. I still don't know what it is. Uh, basically, Kanes and Susumu Yokosuka would join World 1. Um, and then... Just under a week later, Pack would defend his Open to Breakage Championship once more with a big old Pog win against Yamato. He would finish the month 13 wins to one loss, which is pretty fucking good considering, again, first quarter of the year, Pack was doing really shit. Let's face it, he really, really was. And then that's, that's it. That's 2010. Pack would have 132 matches throughout the year of 2010 with a 53.8% win rate. 
Uh, that would be 71 wins against 61 losses and zero draws, which is especially impressive considering that uh, slump Pat had from March into June, kick up the ass, and then he became uh, some. He 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 picked up some gold, didn't he? He had a brief second run as the Open the Triangle Gate champion alongside Naoki Tanazaki and Naruki Doi, but he closes out the year as the Open the Brave Gate champion. Not all is quite well. Uh, for pack at the moment his world one stable having a bit of issues uh, having a bit of issues having some issues is what i meant to say mckayzie the former mckayzie now just Casey, uh he left back in june 2009 uh, in october 2010 naruki doi would betray world one taking naoki tanazaki with him Ricky Doi, of course, is a big, big name to lose for the promotion, so that's not that's that's not really great. Um, but they are still together, which is more than what we can say for Typhoon. I'm sure nothing bad else can happen to World One and indeed to Pac. He's a reigning champion. It's fucking wins, baby. It's just nothing but wins. That will do it for part three, though. Um, we look ahead to the year 2011 and 2012. Um, in the run-up to Pac joining up with the big double-double-E and how things can't, just, 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 just nothing, no way anything can possibly go wrong as a result. But still a bunch of shit to go through with uh, Dragon Gate beforehand. Um, Pac establishes himself as one of the best high flyers in the world at the moment. Lots more exciting things to come. Uh, if you are enjoying what you're hearing do let me know at lifetime booking on facebook twitter instagram if you think it's shit do the same thing same 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 link you know just instead of saying something nice say something really mean and i'll get really sad and i probably won't do a season two but it, it's it's interaction that's what this whole game is for right until such time keep yourself safe and uh, yeah, I'll I'll just see you when I see you, I guess. Bye.